RBL stands for Read It, Believe It, Live It. And our mission is to equip and inspire women to read the Bible, believe the Bible, and then go out and actually live the Bible. This is the RBL Podcast by RBL Ministries. to pop in and let you know that for the entire month of February, we are having a sale on our digital purity guide, our digital reading plan for dating couples, and a few other items from the shop. So if you go to rblministries.com and then go to our homepage, you just scroll down a little bit and you will see the February Valentine Day deals. Be sure to check it out. Welcome to the RBL Podcast. My name is Abby and I am the owner of RBL Ministries. I am so excited that you're listening to the RBL Podcast. Um, We are in a series right now that we're doing for the month of February uh, with a challenge to know God as much as we humanly can and to love God as much as we humanly can. And so we talked about that challenge in our first uh, episode in this series at the beginning of February. And then last week we talked about prayer and we talked about prayer because that's how we talk to God. And in, uh, in a relationship, you've got to talk to someone. And so we talked about prayer. Um, we talked about kind of some of the background on prayer and then how we can pray. Um, and I, we talked about this in an effort for you to better know God and better love God. And so in today's episode, we're going to be talking about the Holy Spirit. And again, we're talking about the Holy Spirit in this continuation of this challenge of knowing God and loving God, because uh, as we understand the Holy Spirit as best as we can, the Holy Spirit um, is part of the Trinity and is part of God. And therefore, as we understand the Holy Spirit, we are um, understanding God a little bit better and knowing God a little bit better. So I hope that this episode uh, helps you understand maybe some things that you didn't understand in the past. When I did a study on the Holy Spirit in, I guess, early high school, it really opened my eyes to so many things in the Bible because the Bible talks about the Spirit so often and how the spirit works in our lives and just the process of like sanctification, the spirit sanctifying us to be more like Christ. And we're going to talk about what that means in a moment. Um, But it just honestly opened up an entire door of understanding of God's word. And that was just as God was teaching me uh, what his word meant and teaching me about the spirit. It was such a wonderful time of just like one answer would lead to two more questions and I was just kind of studying so deeply God's word and it was so rich and and I was able to understand it in a whole new way because God was kind of like revealing these things to me about his his Holy Spirit through giving me understanding of his word. That's how he was revealing. And so I hope that this is that for you. And I also hope that you continue a study of the Holy Spirit because I do not have enough time in a 20 to 30 minute podcast episode to tell you Everything there is to know about the Holy Spirit is such a deep, deep topic. And so I hope that this sparks um, deeper study of the Holy Spirit and of um, how the Holy Spirit works in our lives. So a great place to start if you do want to study deeper, because I never want to just leave you with information and no nothing to do with it and no place to, to go deeper. So a great place to start if you do want to study the Holy Spirit deeper and something that I do when I'm studying any topic is I actually just go to the Bible app and I search in 
in their little search bar, um, like a keyword that's going to lead me to verses that talk about that thing. So you might go into their search bar and search in Holy Spirit and see what verses pop up that have the words Holy Spirit in it. Um, just search in spirit, um, spirit and flesh. And those are just some key words. And that's one way that I study the Bible. If I'm doing like a topical study is I'll start there and I'll just search in that app, like keywords of what I'm wanting to study. And it'll pull up the verses that have those keywords in it. And then I will go to my own Bible and look at those verses with those keywords and read the context around them and use that as a way to study the Bible deeper. So that's one way that you can continue this study of the Holy Spirit if you would like to do that. But without further ado, let's start talking about the Holy Spirit. So in order to talk about the Holy Spirit, I need to touch on the Trinity just a little bit. And the Trinity could be an entire podcast episode. So um, we are going to just, I'm just going to kind of explain it as best as I can. um, And as honestly, kind of quickly as I can, because this episode is about the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is part of the Trinity. So we need to talk about that for just a second. The Trinity can be very confusing and very hard to understand. I'm not going to lie. Um, and it is one of those things where we have to understand the Bible tells us that God's ways are higher than our ways. And there's some things about God that we just, our brains like cannot understand in their finite human nature. They cannot understand certain aspects of God and certain things about God. As we know, Isaiah 55, 9 says, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. Um, and, and that's talking how God's ways are higher. His thoughts are higher, um. And we, as, as much as we want to know God as fully as we can, we've talked about before how God is an eternal, holy, righteous, sovereign God. And we in our finite mind cannot completely comprehend that. And so the Trinity, there's several things that are hard for our brains to kind of wrap around. And I think eternity is one of those things. Like when you talk about eternity and forever and something that has no end, that's hard for our minds to comprehend. And that's one of those things where we just have to like rest in the assurance of God's truth, that eternity is true and real and God has promised us that. And we just kind of have to rest in that because our brains can't comprehend it. And the Trinity is another one of those things that people have tried to define. um, And there's different ways of trying to explain the Trinity. And some people like certain ways. Some people don't like certain ways. Some ways aren't biblically accurate. Some ways are like... But when it comes right down to it, the Trinity is one of those things where it's hard for our brains to understand and comprehend because it is so spiritual and so um, just holy and, and such an attribute of God that sometimes we just have to rest in the fact that this is what God's word says. And we just have to like rest in that because our brains can't fully comprehend it. So I want to say that before I try to explain the Trinity as best that I humanly can. I want to put that disclaimer out there that it still may be a little bit confusing. And my efforts to explain it are going to fall short because God is so much higher than our ways. But the way that um, I have heard it said is that the Trinity, which is God the Father, God the Son, who's Jesus, And then God, the Holy Spirit. And sometimes you hear the Holy Spirit referred to as just the Spirit, as the Holy Ghost, um, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, um, the gift of God, uh, the presence of God. Like those are all ways to describe the Holy Spirit. Um, And I have heard it said before that the Trinity is three distinct persons, but one equal essence. And that, again, is, is kind of confusing to understand. Um, 
And the Bible also tells us that God is spirit and we worship him in spirit and in truth. That's John 4, 24, and it was actually Jesus talking to the woman at the well, and that's what he said about God, that God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. And so um, when we say persons, it's not exactly persons like people, like humans, because God is spirit. Um, And Jesus was a human. Jesus was in the flesh, and he came to this world, and uh, he physically died. He physically lived, and, and so Jesus was human, but I want to you know understand that that person kind of in that definition where it says persons is just a, a a human way of describing something that we can't even put human words to. So three distinct uh, beings or persons, if you will, but it's one equal essence, and it is one. Like the Trinity is one. There's not three different gods. It is one God with three different parts, if you will. And all three of those different parts are equal in essence. There is not one that is higher or greater or better or deserves more worship than the other because they're one in the same. And again, I know this can be very hard to understand, but they are all one. Like God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit are one, but they are also separately distinct. And that is, again, like I said, that is such a, a hard under, a hard thing to understand that we can't really even understand it. But we just have to trust like what God says about himself is true. And God uh, says that, you know, he's God the Father and he is Jesus. And then he will send his presence and be with us always through his spirit. And each, uh, each part of the Trinity kind of has this different thing that, that they have done, but they're all one and it is all God. And like Jesus came in the flesh and died, God gave of his son, Jesus, to come into the flesh and die. But Jesus was also fully God and fully man. And then Jesus promised to be with us always before he ascended back into heaven. And then at the day of Pentecost, he sent his spirit to indwell his disciples. And that is his presence. And it is all three in one. And so if we have the spirit of God inside of us, we have God living inside of us. Again, the Trinity could be an entire podcast episode. There's so many verses that talk about and refer to the Trinity and the Holy Spirit and Jesus and God and their different things that they have done and how they're all equal and they're all one. And um, so maybe we will do a podcast episode on the Trinity. However, today we're just going to be focusing on the Holy Spirit. So getting into the Holy Spirit, we know that the Holy Spirit is the seal of salvation for Christians. So when you give your life to Christ at the moment of salvation, um, which is also called the moment of justification, and it is when we understand that we are sinners before a holy and righteous God and that it is only the blood of Jesus um, that can atone for our sins, and we give our life to Christ, um, at that moment we are justified before God by Jesus. Because we are covered in the blood of Jesus and we're justified before God. And that's this moment of justification, this moment of salvation. And at that moment of justification, we are filled with the spirit of God. God puts his spirit inside of Christians. And we know that it is the seal of our salvation, meaning that nothing can break it. Our salvation is secure in Jesus through the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is the seal there. And nothing can break that seal. So once we are saved, we are always saved. And we know that it is the Holy Spirit of God that seals us from Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30. It says, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. 
So it is the seal of our salvation sealed for the day of glorification, which is when we will be in the presence of God for forever. Um, And then we also know that, as we talked about earlier, the Holy Spirit, uh, after Jesus ascended back into heaven, in Acts chapter 1, we see this moment of Pentecost where God poured his spirit out upon his disciples. And in the Old Testament, we talked about this last week, the spirit of God dwelt in the temple of God, in the Holy of Holies, um, at the mercy seat. And that's where the, the presence and the spirit of God dwelt in the Old Testament. But we know that now that Jesus has died, he tore the veil, we talked about that last week, in that temple, showing that now the Spirit of God can dwell inside of those who have received salvation. And so when the Spirit of God dwells inside of us, that means that we are now the temple of God. And we see God pouring his Spirit out upon his disciples in Acts chapter 1 on the day of Pentecost. Um, And so the Holy Spirit dwells in us, and we are then the temple of God. And we find a verse that explains that to us in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16. It says, Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? If anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him, for the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. And so because the Holy Spirit is inside of us, it makes us holy. It makes us set apart. It makes us like this holy temple, which we which we discussed in farther detail in our last podcast episode. So listen to that. Um, to understand kind of the Old Testament temple. But we are the temple of God now. We are where the presence of God dwells as Christians. The Holy Spirit lives inside, lives inside of us. That is its dwelling place. It stays there. It is the seal of our salvation, so it doesn't leave, Um, which is so amazing to me, like God's presence, and that is such a gift, and it's described as a gift of God um, that comes along with salvation. And, you know, we always think about salvation being like eternal life. And when we die, we go to heaven. But salvation is also a gift here and today because we are given the presence of God inside of us as we're here on this earth. And that's why salvation starts now. Like salvation is the presence of God dwelling inside of you as a Christian and you getting to live life with God's presence inside of you, with God's Holy Spirit inside of you, which is such a gift. Um, The Bible says describes to us and explains to us that the flesh and the spirit are constantly at war with each other. And this can be found in Galatians chapter 5, verses 16 through 18. It says, I say then, walk in the spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. So it describes, and there's other verses in the Bible that talk about the flesh and the spirit and how they're at war with each other. And the flesh is describing like our human nature apart from Christ, who we are without the spirit of God inside of us, who we are before salvation. And it's talking about like this, the sin desires that we naturally have as humans. And then it talks about how when we have the spirit of God come inside of us, we are constantly um, at war with our human desires because the spirit of God is working in us. And one of the jobs of the Holy Spirit is to convict us of sin. And when we begin to walk in the flesh, the Holy Spirit will convict us of that and will make us uncomfortable in that and will uh, war against those fleshly things that we are doing because the Spirit of God is sanctifying us, which sanctification is just the process of becoming holy, the process of becoming set apart from sin, the process of becoming more and more like Christ. 
So sanctification begins at the moment of justification when we are saved. And it continues on until the moment that we meet Jesus face to face, which is known as glorification. And it is that entire process, like the lifetime of a Christian. And as you have the spirit of God dwelling inside of you, that spirit is what is sanctifying you and making you more like Christ. And you have heard me say it in almost every single podcast episode. And this is what I mean. As we seek the things of God, the character of God is produced in our life. And so that that is that process of sanctification and the character of God is produced in our life as we seek God because of the Holy Spirit that dwells inside of us. That is the role that the Holy Spirit plays is making us more like Christ. And it does that through convicting us of sin, through guiding us closer to God, giving us an understanding of God's word. It opens up our understanding so that we can understand God better and we can understand his word better. It convicts us of sin. It gives us a desire to know God and live like God and walk according to God's will. Um, It is what makes us righteous and good and holy. It is not in and of ourselves. It is only through the Holy Spirit. And that Holy Spirit is given to us only because of what Jesus has done on the cross. That is why we can now be the temple of God. So I know that that is a lot. And if you have to slow this down or you have to listen to it again, because this is a lot deeper than maybe what we've talked about in past podcast episodes, but please take the time to try and understand and dive into this because it really does open up your understanding of the word of God and it makes certain verses uh, easier to understand when you understand the Holy Spirit. So again, we are the temple of God. Uh, The Holy Spirit dwells inside of us. We talked about there for a second, some of the different roles of the Holy Spirit. One thing is to convict us. Uh, of sin and all of these different roles that the Holy Spirit kind of plays is in an effort to sanctify us, right? It's in an effort to make us more like Christ. Um, And so it convicts us of sin. Um, The Holy Spirit also, there's this concept of intercession or interceding. And we find that in Romans chapter eight, verse 26. Let me pull this up. It says, likewise, the spirit also helps in our weaknesses for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the spirit himself makes intercession for us with, for us with groanings, which cannot be uttered basically, um, which this is such a comfort verse to me, because basically when we don't have the words to say, when we don't even understand ourselves enough to put what we need into words, and when we, uh, sometimes are in just so much grief, um, when we, uh, just like come before God speechless, like those moments, whatever it is, whether it's from emotion or whether it's just from like all of who God is, or it's just like, I don't even know Lord, but you know me better than I know myself. The Holy Spirit can actually take those things to God for us when we don't even quite understand what it is that needs to be taken to God. And that's why it says, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought but the spirit himself makes intercession for us, um, which is such a beautiful verse. Then we see that we actually can do something called quenching the spirit. Um, so in first Thessalonians five verse 19, it says, do not quench the spirit. And the best way that I know to, to explain this is that we can do two things as a Christian. We can quench the spirit or we can stir up the spirit. And one time I I was speaking and I did this example. Basically, I had a pitcher of milk and I poured chocolate syrup into the bottom of that pitcher. So there was the milk. And then as I'm pouring the chocolate syrup, the bottom of the pitcher, you can start seeing like that syrup building up. 
but it's still separate. Like the syrup is there and it's in that milk, but it's not mixed up and it's not changed that milk to chocolate milk yet. And I talked about how like when we are Christians, the Holy Spirit is put into us as the seal of our salvation and we cannot lose our salvation. And then as we seek God, um, and as we, we spend time in Christian community and we study the word of God and we spend time worshiping and we pray and we talk to God, those things begin to stir the spirit up inside of us. And the desire to do those things is given to us from the spirit already being inside of us. So the spirit's given to us upon salvation and immediately the spirit begins to change our desires. And those desires begin to be like, hey, I want to study the Bible. I want to know God deeper. I want to spend time in community. I want to worship. I want to pray. Like, I want to know God better. And then as we act on those desires that the Spirit is putting inside of us, we begin to stir up this Spirit in us. And we see this concept of stirring up the Spirit in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 6-7. through 7. It says, Therefore I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And so as we begin to stir that spirit up inside of us, as we seek God, um, if you think about the chocolate milk, once I began to stir that syrup up, it started to change that milk into the substance of chocolate milk. And it started to change that milk and it was no longer separated and it was begin started to kind of like be stirred up into this and completely change that milk. And that's what happens as we seek God His character is produced in us through his spirit and we are changed to look more and more like Christ. And so I know that that is a very like earthly example, but it was one of the ways I was able to visually explain this uh, to people is like, as we stir up the spirit of God, we become more like Christ and we stir up the spirit of God because of the desires that the spirit has already placed in us to know God better through studying his word, through worship. That's why we always talk about like, read it, believe it, live it reading the Bible and studying the word of God and spending time in community and worshiping. That is how we stir the spirit of God inside of us. That is how um, we become sanctified through his spirit and we become more like Christ. But in contrary, we can also quench the spirit. And it's the same concept of like the flesh and the spirit are constantly at war with each other. Like we talked about and whichever one that we feed the most that we feed into the most that we equip is the one that is going to win in moments of temptation. And it doesn't mean that we lose our salvation, but it means that we break fellowship with God. And we've talked about this before, how there's relationship and then there's fellowship. And when you get saved, you have a relationship with God. You are a child of God. And that relationship cannot be broken because it is sealed with the spirit of God through the blood of Jesus. However, when you quench the spirit, you feed into the flesh, and then you quench the spirit, You begin to break fellowship with God. That spirit is no longer being stirred up inside of you. And that fellowship with God is no longer strong. And it doesn't mean you're not a child of God, but it means that the fellowship you have with him is not as strong as it is when you are stirring up the spirit and you are becoming more like him. It's the same concept of like an earthly relationship. I will always be my father's daughter. But if I were to do something Um, rude or, or hateful to him that might hurt the fellowship that I have with him and it is the same concept like that relationship cannot be broken your salvation is sealed by the Holy Spirit through the blood of Jesus but the fellowship and the stirring up of the spirit uh, you can quench you can quench 
the Holy Spirit of God and you can choose to disobey God. And that's what happens when we sin. When we sin, we are quenching the Spirit of God, quenching the conviction. And we are going with our own way and we are feeding into our flesh and we are no longer stirring up the Spirit of God. And the way that we um, can combat that is by seeking out the Lord, asking for forgiveness, saying, God, I'm sorry. I'm coming back into that fellowship with him and continuing to seek him and doing what this verse says in First Thessalonians 5.19, where it says, do not quench the spirit of God. And to quench means to like put out or put away or like ignore the spirit of God. Um, we are sanctified by the spirit of God. First uh, Corinthians 6.11, we kind of talked about this earlier how there's the moment of justification when you get saved and then sanctification is the process that takes place throughout the life of a Christian and it uh, uh, ends with glorification which is the moment that we meet God face to face and the Holy Spirit is what sanctifies us and we find that in 1 Corinthians 6 chapter 11 it says and such were some of you but you were washed but you were sanctified but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. So that talks about that justification, that sanctification, and how it's through the Spirit of God, um, through Jesus, because of the Spirit of God. So I know that this has been a lot. I don't want to go too much longer. Um, there is so much here. I could honestly talk to you about the Spirit for another hour and a half. <laughs> and that is why I want to encourage you to study out the Holy Spirit for yourself. Like I said earlier, go do a topical study on the Holy Spirit. Learn more about the Holy Spirit. Um, it is so powerful like we have the power of heaven and and the bible actually tells us that the holy spirit is what raised jesus from the grave we have the power that raised jesus from the grave living inside of us as christians we are the dwelling place of the presence of god and when it talks about when you know you hear people be like this little light of mine and um you know i'm gonna let it shine like all of those things that is the spirit of god inside of us that is the light that we have that is the power of heaven inside of us. The power that rose Jesus from the grave. The power to convict and to intercede and to compel towards righteousness and um, to comfort in times of grief and to give peace that surpasses all understanding and to lead us in ways of righteousness and to dwell with us in times of hardship and to uh, take our prayers to the Lord and to justify us, to make us more like Christ. That is the Holy Spirit because of what Jesus has done. And so my prayer is that this, this podcast has just kind of like maybe tapped into your desire to know more about the Holy Spirit and given you a platform by which you can study deeper and helped you know God a little bit better so that you can love God and worship him even more. Thank you for listening to the RBL podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the RBL Ministries podcast. If you would like to connect with us more, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and Pinterest at RBL Ministries. You can also find more resources like Bible studies, Bible study notepads, conversation starters, blog posts, and community at rblministries.com. We drop new episodes every single Wednesday. And we're so excited to have you in the RBL community.